Hello, welcome to the Performing Animal Rights series where I talk to activists and creatives about their work in the animal rights movement. My name is Ben Hunt. I am a performance artist and researcher at De Montfort University. I'm currently doing a PhD in performing arts in animal rights. And we've got a really exciting and interesting episode coming up with Harley MacDonald Eckersall where we talk all things performing arts in the disruptive element of the animal rights movement, civil disobedience, direct action. Harley is currently part of the narrative and strategy team for Animal Rebellion, which is a sister group of Extinction Rebellion who are protesting and disrupting to get their demands of climate justice and animal justice, pointing to the huge impact animal agriculture, particularly factory farming, has on carbon emissions, deforestation, methane emissions, and all sorts of nasty stuff that's contributing to climate degradation and the climate crisis. They're quite a new group, a few years old, born from a coalition of a lot of different animal rights movements as well Extinction Rebellion, and Harley's bang in the middle of the UK branch of that organisation, Animal Rebellion. Now, Harley is a social change organiser specialising in areas of strategic communications and movement strategy. At 2016, at the age of 19, Harley became involved with the animal justice movement, co-founding the organisation Young Voices for Animals shortly after making a personal transition to veganism while studying theatre and performance at Monash University. In January 2020, she moved to the UK to join Animal Rebellion. So Harley seeks to use her background in art and theatre to contribute to the development of a powerful movement for animals, which draws and learns from the dynamic potential and creative potential of performance. And that's what we delve into today, covering what it means to be creative in the movement and what space there is for performance, performing arts, theatre and creativity in the movement where it can really help and where it already manifests. So yeah, I hope you really enjoy this episode. I hope you find as much value in it as I did. And if you did, and if you do, please do leave a review, share, support in any way you see fit and can. And all this I have to say is on with the episode. Thanks, Harley, for joining me. So I'd just like to pick your brains about your experience and your thoughts as well about performing arts specifically and animal rights, but also going down different avenues around creativity and activism together and separately as well. So the first question is what originally compelled you to perform in animal rights? And that's not to be a specific performance. It could just be your activism and your participation in animal rights. And where do you see yourself in that sphere? Yeah, so I guess for me, there's always been a convergence. So I, I guess I was more, I was involved with performing in theatre before I was involved with animal rights. So like my mum's an artist, so I grew up around art and like art as an expression of, you know, social and political issues and also just art as an expression of like an inner world. Um, so that was kind of how I... I was raised and then that led me to start doing like performance and like amateur theater 
and then that led me to decide to study theatre at university um, and studying theatre not as like learning how to act or be a performer but more understanding theatre as like a way of expression and I guess like yeah like convergence comes from was while I was studying theatre and like learning all these things about how you know, throughout time art and performance have been used to communicate and to debate and to think about big issues like from when it was used as um, like in Greek theatre as a way of like you know being part of democracy in ancient like and like ways of discourse and throughout time and like performance art and how that's also um, been like this key part of like sharing and communicating about political issues um, so while I was learning about that that was when I got involved in animal rights and I became vegan for like philosophical animal ethics like animal sentience and anti-speciesism reasons and I guess like the two worlds collided very early on for me in that I was studying theatre and learning about theatre and I was at the same time becoming vegan becoming passionate and wanting to learn more and do more about like antithesism so I guess it just always seemed very natural to me that art and performance is a way of moving forward political movements and that when it comes to animal rights there's no way of like divorcing the two and yeah so I guess like that for me was my big motivator of just like the way that way the two kind of came up into my life like at the same time but then also realizing like the power that performance has to share stories that are hard to communicate um, or share things that are difficult to grasp you know through other mediums and I think like when I was getting more involved in animal rights and like grappling with this this problem that I think you know anyone who tries to advocate for you know animals who aren't human grapples with of that you know we are an ally movement has says these whole group of people who are the ones who are oppressed who you know can't take the stage and speak in English and speak in human languages to sh share their oppression so we have to find new ways of communicating this is why we need a new kind of world this is why we need an rights movement so I guess those things all kind of combined of like the power that performance has to share stories other than human and yeah just like the fact that I think without performance without art I don't think that a lot of stories could have been shared at times when they weren't like socially acceptable so I guess that's what I guess yeah inspires me or motivated me to think about the two together of just seeing performances being entwined with so many social struggles. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a very similar story to me. My connection came a bit later on, for sure, because I'd studied theatre and then I mm. became an activist after that. And then it started to intertwine, but it took me a while. But I totally get that. I, the whole, I really like the idea that you um, reference like the whole Greek theatre thing and it's thinking politically mm. is the same as thinking theatrically. And I think that's fascinating. So what do you think about, what do you think the other activists around you maybe and people you've, other colleagues and things, when you think like this, is there a shared thinking? Is there a shared appreciation? Or is there some persuasion on your end? Or is this a kind of, it's your own thing that you carry with you in your in your activism? And then if people want to engage where does 
the idea of performance and activism for you reach out to other activists if it does? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. And I think I, what I've noticed is that people, I guess I, 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 almost, I almost see activism as sometimes being a bit of like a, a blank slate and people bring with them their views of the world into that. So like I see people who come into activism and seeing it and see it as very like, you know, it's like, you know, we're, this is a, we're trying to sell something to someone. It's like a sales pitch and they're bringing in this kind of like more like, yeah, I guess like that realm of thinking or it's like, you know, you kind of get involved in groups that are very like run, like kind of like a corporate enterprise with like you know, KPIs and all that. And like, so I think like there's so many different ways to do activism, people bringing in like their experience of the world. So I guess like I, I do see to an extent that because I have that background and I have that mindset of thinking like a performer and thinking about theatre, that's what I bring in. But I also, I think in my experience, people see the value of theatricality. Um, so they see the value of, you know, creating, for example, yeah, like actions that are informative and that, you know, are, I guess, like theatre in some ways. So, yeah, I guess like people seem to in, instinctively or intuitively um, respond to that or be drawn to that of doing things that share a message through more than just um, like words. So there's, I think there's a big like in the circles that I'm in creating like these actions, there's a, there's a big push towards like, you know, making actions that can be understood through a single image, um, which I think is very, you know, performance-based and it's very theatrical. And I think that, that kind of like outward facing actions, I guess, yeah, those are, I think, very, people seem to, are very kind of drawn to theatre and performance in those kind of spaces. But what I think is maybe more something that I hold within me, the words you use, I guess, like, is that more sense of like bringing a theatrical lens to activism as a whole and bringing a theatrical lens to how we organise and how we create, like build movements and that more like, internal work. And I think that's something that maybe it's still something I'm grappling with and I'm trying to understand of, like, for example, like I studied like the cultural and creative industries and like cultural economics. And I look at that and I think about the principles that allow us to understand culture and like the cultural industries. And I see those being so applicable to how we understand like social movements and movement theory. Um, but that's, I think something I hold a lot more in me. Whereas like when we're creating these big outward facing actions that are trying to get press, it's not really a hard sell to be like, yeah, we should be bringing in elements of performance and theatricality because everyone's like, yes, we want them to be big, bold, flashy, audacious. So yeah, I think there's those two different sides of it, maybe like the visible performance and the internal like theatricality. If I can pick your brains about that, about the, the action planning. So mm. say you're action planning uh, with the rebel Animal Rebellion and, and there's a, like you said, there's this, there's this awareness and a kind of, inevitability that there will be a performance aspect to it what is the dynamics like in that respect of is the action planned like we're going to disrupt this place then then let's plug on a performance thing or is it a wouldn't it be interesting if we disrupted it by doing this performance or this image or this kind of visual is there a certain process there or is it different either each time yeah i think for the, the big disruptive actions, 
we've done. So like in when yeah, when I say we, I'm referring to like Animal Rebellion, the group I've been working with for almost two years. That's definitely been more like the former. So I th- it has been like you know this is a target, um, and then like designing in yeah like theatrical elements. So for example, like with McDonald's blockades that we did, um, like having the target and having the campaign, and then building things like the the big burger and the big Happy Meal box and things like that to be part of that rather than being like, oh, imagine if we had this giant burger. Um, but I know, for instance, like that is, there's been times when it's been like we want we want an element and then we design an action around that. So for example, the like the unhappy meal box that was used for one of the actions was just a big yeah, box with an unhappy face. Like that was... And like a, a prop that we'd wanted to use somewhere at some point for quite a long time. So it wasn't like we had this action and then we were like, oh, what can we use to bring this? It was like that prop kind of existed by itself externally from the action. Um, the action. The same thing with like the clown car, like that was used in the first McDonald's blockade. Like that prop, I guess, existed, had its own world, had its own kind of like um, creative sphere around it. So I definitely think like that has happened. But I think also when we're thinking about actions, a big motivator for picking targets is their creative potential um, and their like, I guess, the yeah, theatrical potential. So it's like, for example, why we chose like, I think a big like, indi- like motivator of like, why we chose like McDonald's over anywhere else we could have done that's, you know, using using animals is because of how, theatrical they are and I know like people are really drawn to this like idea of Ronald McDonald and like this whole theatre around McDonald's is very appealing when you're thinking about like a target so I definitely think like that's that's such a big element of choosing like out of an endless stream of options of who you can like put the spotlight on um, to bring attention to like well in this case like animal agriculture and climate but just like also animal exploitation more broadly, I think, you know, theatre is such a big part of that, of like this like creative force that some brands or corporations like envision of just like people already have a cultural frame of reference around it. Whereas like instead of you having to build a whole new cultural reference point um, around like an unknown brand or something that's not associated, doesn't bring up association with anyone, like, I think targets that have their own have their own theatricality like they're so appealing because like people have that in their head already yeah that's uh, that's fascinating i never thought about that that playing on the uh, on their own theatricality and that and you see that i suppose in my experience anyway of say a an action at a slaughterhouse has less theatricality outward looking theatricality than one out of mcdonald's purely because of the the theatricality of the brand and of the mm. the audience that's that's looking and the use of props is like having their own energy and how you use that that's uh that's fascinating yeah so what drew you to animal rebellion what was it about animal rebellion that just as an activist or as a creative as well maybe yeah um i think as an activist and I think that they're both like, yeah, so I'm fine. It's like as an activist and a creative, it was probably the same thing of like, I think a lot of creative people are drawn to opportunities that allow for like exploration. 
Um, and I think Animal Rebellion, um, when I got involved, a big part about it was that it was so, it was so like unformed and new and it was trying to do a lot of new things. Um, so like that's about a whole bunch of things, like how it's structured, like the, the structure that's used, the like the social the, the theory that was trying to be applied. Um, it was like trying to yeah apply a lot of like theory. It was trying to bring in new like messaging and things like that, which is kind of like what I got involved with um, for, uh, from the beginning um, of the story. And also, yeah, with the actions as well, trying to find new ways of reach getting the media and cutting through and shifting perception and things like that. So I think it was that like raw, almost unformed nature of it that kind of drew me in that it felt it didn't have a prescribed like associated this is what this group does and if you join this group this is what you do whereas like I think there's a lot of groups within animal rebellion sorry within the animal rights movement who are very associated with like one one thing with one tactic um so yeah for example save um and the vigils and meet the victims and all that so and I think like you know a lot of those groups do like a lot of really great work and like yeah really transformational for a lot of people but I guess what drew me to Animal Rebellion was this this feeling of like innovation or ability to try new things and experiment um and I think that also comes out of being smaller and more unknown which Animal Rebellion was at the time when I got involved so yeah I guess it's that sense of um this is a place to experiment and explore um and I think like I know as a creative I'm always seeking that of like where can I try new things or like apply things that are in my head onto the ground and I think as an activist I am as well of wanting to wanting to be in spaces where you can like innovate and yeah like try things and test them and if they don't work then go back and try new things as you've been involved with Animal Rebellion for so long, where have you found your evolution as a activist and performer within this sphere of Animal Rebellion? Has it changed? Is it? Yeah, for sure. So I got involved with Animal Rebellion at quite an interesting time because it was formed like back in June 2019. And I got involved in like January 2020. So it was like after like the first rebellion and all that but it was an interesting time where the people a lot like most of the people who had initially conceptualized and started animal rebellion had like stepped away and the, a whole bunch of new very like, new people had kind of come in and were trying to use the like raw material that had been left to like build something new so it was a really interesting time I think of like um yeah a lot of a lot of learning from a lot of people so I guess like as a journey in a way it's yeah, like when you come in and something's being built and there's a lot of, like, energy around it and there's a lot of, like, yeah, I guess creative energy kind of, like, being spread around because there's no there's no path, like, laid out in front of you. So I think for me, like, that's kind of when I came in, when everything was very buzzing with this new, this new energy. And then, like, I think very early on as being involved, like, we got sucked into, like, COVID and everything being online. And finally enough, like for me, that was like quite a really interesting time of like being able, like a lot of connection 
and a lot of like conversation happened during that um even though there wasn't much like actual stuff that we could do so there was a lot of um a lot of opportunity to like think and explore and like I guess try things even if they weren't being able to physically try things because you're able to like and I know at that point like um I was part of like an animal about performers group and we met just to talk about like projects and things that we we're thinking about even though we couldn't really do much like physically so for me yeah like that was kind of like this middle point this whole as I think for everyone of being inside and having ideas and wanting to be creative but being a bit limited um which you know kind of like has its negatives and positives of I think you know like limitations can like lead to really amazing creative kind of outputs um but I guess like now if we're kind of like to look at like that first bit that I was talking about which was like yeah there was no path there was just a lot of creative energy and like things were moving in all different directions I think now animal rebellion like has gotten to a point where it's figured out what it's good at it's figuring out what it's good at and that's an interesting thing because it means that you know we're a lot more we can do a lot more um and the things that we do are a lot more impactful I think um but it also means that you know that original like creative energy of like things going off in all different direct directions and trying new things and some of them working and some of them not working like that's not there as much anymore which I think like as a like I think like as a creative person that's an interesting place to be and like it's almost more exciting to be there when things are not formed and they're raw and you know you're just kind of going off everywhere and like one once at least for me once I get to that point where like okay this is this is how it is now this is all set it's almost like you've gone over that first like exciting bit of like oh this this could go anywhere but like also as an actor as you can see like yeah this is having more impact this is you know refined so I think like it's it's an interesting thing I, ha I haven't really thought about it properly um maybe to like see the different different parts of different parts of that kind of experience or to be like okay now now this is like a specific outlet and this is how we use creativity or theatricality and maybe that's more formed now and more set now so yeah I think it's it is I guess an evolution and it's probably it's going to keep evolving but it's an interesting thing to think about of like um how I almost think that groups at least activism like groups that I've been part of almost like they're drawn to being confined like they seem to just naturally slide to doing a very set group of things um and then yeah I, I just think that's a, yeah that's a really interesting thing because I think the nature of like art and performance is to I guess try and break out of confinement and try and push boundaries and keep changing and evolving where do you think animal rebellion's audience is now is it different kinds of audiences or are you do you guys feel like you're focused on a certain type of audience when you're doing these actions yeah um for the most part like when we're doing actions our goal is usually to get like press and to get quite a lot of like mainstream press. So I think in that regard, we're definitely seeing our audience as being like the general population, um, which can take, you know, 
any form. And I think that's all, yeah, often like a big focus and also a big reason for like using things like props and staging and stuff, um, which is to get get media attention. And then like that allows our message to go further. Um, but I also do think we have this like very, like there has been this very like strong focus on like reaching out to like the environmental movement and encouraging like uptake of message of um, like animal agriculture um, in the environmental movement. So I think like that has also been a big audience. And in that way, it's almost like, um, it's almost like at the moment between, I think a, quite a few groups, there's like this competition to do like the most bold, audacious, showy action. And while that, in what, like on one hand, that's what allows us to get press and reach a broad audience. On another hand, that's also like, you know, it's like a street cred thing in a way of like, you know, when you're when you're doing these actions and you're causing this disruption and you're like sending this message, um, it's also reaching out to other activist groups, being like, this is what we're doing. Don't you want to be involved? So, I think it's like, and when we, yeah, I guess like that's an interesting thing when thinking about like the performance elements of the kind of dual purpose they serve of getting press by being like very outward facing and audacious and also kind of drawing attention from within like movements and um, almost competing in a way, um, not in like a, yeah, like a negative, like trying to like steal attention away from other movements, but more in a, like a, yeah, I guess it's, it is, it does kind of feel like a friendly competition. And I think like Animal Rebellion has probably brought in the theatricality a lot and has also brought it outside of rebellions. I think like XR definitely uses it in like rebellions and stuff, like, you know, the big pink boat and the various iterations of the big pink boat. But I think like more bringing it to other places and unlikely places like um, to the more like um, industrial estates and stuff which we've been doing a lot is like something that I think has brought a lot of attention to us from like within the movement as well of these people who like this group of people who are trying to change the system but who also are using like theatre as a way of expressing like I guess existential dread um, as well as like as getting attention. Yeah that's super interesting thinking about activists as an audience have you ever have you ever felt i'm assuming i mean just through my own experience that new groups and new groups that are doing stuff and getting press also garner criticism from the movement they're part of as well as there been from a creative side as well has there ever been a have you ever come across criticism around the way things are presented maybe or there's arguments in the animal rights movement of how we perform, how we get a message across about the non-human animal without, mm. how do we testify of the non-human animal without causing offence of about the non-human animals? So whether that's sexualizing them in a way or mm. or making light of their plight. I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm a big fan of comedy, so I, I do find value in that. But what? there's obviously some lines that are drawn by certain activist groups. Have you ever felt the brunt of that? Yeah, for sure. So I know, I know like 
early on, so this was before I was involved as well, like even just around like I think one of the first big things that like Animal Rebellion got a lot of press for was like the veggie dance party and like Mr. Broccoli. And like that was, I think, a, a, yeah, like a big early use of like performance in Animal Rebellion. And that and the whole kind of like um, Mr. Broccoli being interviewed by Piers Morgan and that, like that was such a big like creative theatrical stunt. And I know that got a lot of backlash within the movement of, yeah, like exactly what you're saying, like making light. And I know there's also been times like there was a, when we were leading up to like the first occupation of Arla, like Animal Rebellion was like using like cow costumes to try and like represent animals. And like that got a lot of backlash. And like, because of that, like we haven't, I know like we haven't used representations of animals in that way again, because of like, um yeah, like the, the criticisms of that of being speciesist and things like that. But I think it does raise these questions, like like you're saying, of it is that that tricky thing of how do you represent these groups? Um, and I feel I do I do feel like I do feel like sometimes like animals are being lost in our actions because of a lack of ways of representing them. And I think like one way that we have tended to represent like the missing animals is look, we have this big like X animal transports truck, um, which we've, you know, we've painted pink and like blocked roads with, we've painted red and had it McDonald's actions, we've painted white and had it the all actions, it's made the rounds. Um, and I think like that has been an attempt to represent the missing, the missing animals. Um, but I think it's like it's a deeper question of well, um, from what I've seen in like animal rights and animal liberation circles, the way we represent animals has only really been grappled with effectively in like academic literature and it becomes quite you know you you can get to a point I think when you're writing academically where you can represent the non-human like other in a way that is respectful and in a way that is not othering but my question always is how do we translate that into visual how do we translate that into something that doesn't need pages upon pages of explanation what is that single image or what is that like creative idea that allows us to represent those that are like yeah like exploited those who are like the, the base of this movement um so yeah I think like the short answer is yeah definitely like we have gotten backlash for this and I think that has also led us down different paths um and it was I think part of that like what I was mentioning of that early like creative like force of trying new things and all that and like that's kind of shaped what Animal Rebellion does now and like who we've become um and I do find it interesting as well like it's made us I think more avoidant of representing animals but then that that comes with its positives for sure but also the negatives of then that question of like where are they and how do they be, be represented in especially like more theatrical faces yeah it is that i think that is it's such a struggle that isn't it of of representing an absent the the absent uh, mm. animal which is is such a challenge and also this kind of a movement as as most anti-oppressive movements are of they're so negative it's such a negative experience for these groups like it's trauma it's horror it's violence it's death how, and how do we bring an exciting eye-capturing action that gets the press without dwelling on the the negatives and 
because if we do that we end up being those preachy preachy vegans that just talk just are always upset and it's turning that anger into some sort of action i suppose isn't it but that's, mm -hmm. it is difficult so just to get a bit more granular and a bit more into your own experience what feelings manifest when you perform your activism so when you can you talk me through your experience of because i've seen you do speeches and do performances and uh, on the, and, and do videos and stuff as like a news reporter someone being interviewed as a news reporter what do you feel as a performer there is there a, a certain physical feeling you have or uh um, processing things mentally as a performer when you go into that space as a performer yeah really interesting I think for example like speeches I think it's been a long time since I've written a speech they're usually like more spur of the moment so I get I think there's definitely a lot of feelings there of like passion and frustration um, is a big one of like that feeling of not being able to communicate and needing to find words um, and also like wanting to I think like it's it often like it comes out of a desire to connect um, and a desire to connect with other people and I guess like maybe like get other people to the you want you want other people to be on the, the emotional level that you're on at that moment I think like that's like for me at least like yeah like performing in general like that's such a big thing like you're always trying to reach out to an audience and bring them to the place that you're at right there so I think you know there's usually in me there's like this sense of frustration fuels me a lot but also like um just hope that I'm trying to find the right word because it's definitely like definitely is does come from hope like I think I am quite a hopeful person I do believe that things can change and I think like maybe maybe like that, that sense of like that performance sense of me when I'm trying to do speeches that like comes from this disconnect or um, between hope and reality of what you know needs to happen and what is actually happening in that moment so the moment I think you're specifically is I did a speech out front at the front of like DEFRA um, in the rebellion last year um, and that very much came from like this this disconnect between what that day was intended to be which was like bringing people together um it's really positive experience and like this really like heavy hand of policing being done of like not letting us gather not letting us kind of like be there and also kind of experiencing that like grief of having just like two days earlier been at an action at a slaughterhouse um and just like seeing what needs to change and knowing like knowing like yeah I guess having a hope that there is something that could be done and then feeling that like disconnection between like what's been happening and like what's happening right then and then I think like in other forms as well like doing the more like staged I guess performances yeah it's, it's a strange one like usually that's more, like more like light I guess I feel like a lot more light-hearted about it like it's you know there's always a sense of like embarrassment just like I don't know what I'm doing um but there's also I guess like just just this sense like if this makes one person laugh then that's fine because like it is more light-hearted and I think like there's been yeah like things I've done for Animal Rebellion um and other groups as well where it's just like 
it's it's I guess trying to communicate a message um and it's more like using very very obvious theater or performance to do that and that for me is usually a lot more a lot less emotion based it's usually a lot more just like okay this is something I'm doing it's something I'm doing right now and it's fine and it's you know might yeah might connect with one or two people it might kind of like but it's also just something to kind of like communicate this message um and it's something that's part of this action that someone has planned um and I'm happy to be part of this action that someone has planned so I think there's yeah there's the more at least for me like when it comes to performance the more the more stage something is the less connected to my emotions it is whereas like when something's more spontaneous and rises out of that disconnect like that's probably when I feel a lot more and it's a lot more kind of like emotion based and yeah like I think I think I yeah mentioned like that big desire to connect like you really want to connect you want to make you want to see that someone else is then feeling what you're feeling and is able to like come along with you I really like the idea of this duality of kind of frustration and hope this kind of grappling with that to push you forward and into communicating and also I completely relate to this the embarrassment but the need to do it because who else is going to do it my, my closing question is you've really thoughtfully touched upon that at the beginning really and throughout but what role does performing arts have in the animal rights movement so I suppose the, the probing question of that is is there more that performing arts could be doing or is it a case of they should be should it be integral in the movement or should it be developed as itself and then be a complement? Just these different thoughts that I've been having. Where do you think performing arts should lie and what job should it be doing? For sure. Um, I think there's so many different elements to it, which isn't very helpful. Like I think I think any movement needs artists um, in so many different forms. Like I think for one part, yeah, like, performance makes it communicates ideas like so if you're if you have elements of performance in what you're doing it makes you more likely to be able to communicate so um that's in so many different ways like if you're doing like yeah like actions and you're trying to get like public attention if you have theatrical elements you're more likely to get public attention like that's just kind of like a a a equals b kind of thing the more theatrical you are the more I think like I always like refer to it as like the I can't believe they did that the effect of like when you're doing an action like the more people will look at it and go I can't believe they did that the more likely you are to get press attention like I think a great like example of that is one of the most like the most press we got have gotten for like an action in like quite a while is like the one at Buckingham Palace during this rebellion we all we did was dye the fountains red and that actually got like more press attention than this 15 minute action than when we blocked the burger factory at McDonald's for three days. Go figure. Um, but I think like it's that effect of, I can't believe they did that. So I think like theatricality has such an important part to role to play in making what we do as like externally, like what we do that's aiming to be externally facing want to be seen and like it's like that stickiness of 
if you do something that is designed to be seen, then people are going to want to see it. Whereas if you just do something that's designed to be like experienced internally, then and then you kind of like questioning, well, why didn't we get press? Why didn't we get attention? Like, I think that's a big thing. I think like that's definitely a big part of it. I think also there's like two other things that I, I touch on. One is that I think there's a space or a place for creative and performing thinking to, and this is yeah, what we've like already talked about. I think there's a space for that to come into movement building and how we think about developing this movement for animals. Um, and I think this like kind of like comes out as, yeah, like how we experience how we understand performance because like everything so much of what we do is a performance um and the way when we're thinking about like you know performing new ways of relating to animals like that's that's a that's a way of like, thinking about performance um and thinking about performing like the ways that we want to the world that we want to see doesn't exist it needs to be performed um it needs to be performed until it's naturalized and then it's in existence and i think if that's something that i see is being missing from when we're thinking about movements it's that that vision and I think what performance does is it presents a vision and it presents a new way of being and a new way of existing and I think that 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 could be incorporated into how we build movements and how we build groups and how we write about and how we think about um, animal rights as well and I think the final thing is like when I look through art history at like social movements there's always like this well most of the time there's a strong like accompanying art art movement and that's how like a big way that new ideas I was going to say infiltrate and I can't think of a better word now so it's a big way that new ideas infiltrate into society not through just you know the the campaign groups and the lobby groups and all that it's through the arts and it's through you know artists making creative work that brings in new ideas or shows these different ways um, of living and embodying and I think that's really powerful and I think like that's the bit that exists alongside but outside the movement as well because it's like you know it's one thing for an animal rights group to make a document make a documentary or make a short film about animal rights it's another thing for like a mainstream tv show or a theater like a theater performance to touch on that or bring in those elements like that's a incredibly powerful way of shaping and changing public discourse and I think that's like just as needed and I think I have like I, I guess I've seen a lack there like I think it's 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 something that like, we see it I think a lot stronger now in other movements um which is like a sign of like those movements like growing and gaining force of like now when we look at theatre and performance around other social issues they're really kind of like working their way in and I think like I can see that space as being a space where like animal rights can also like grow and flourish. Um, so yeah, I guess there's three different ways. Yeah, it's, it is, it's complex, isn't it? I remember starting to think about it and I was like, cause I was like, Oh, it'd be nice to put performance in actions. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. There's so much more performance can give in its, in its subtle ways. Yeah. That's, that's really, really interesting. Thank you, Holly. Is there anything I've missed or is anything, uh, you'd like to add before we finish up no um no, this was really good and it's, it's gotten my brain working as well so now so thank you because i'm just going to go away and be very excited and thinking um but yeah i think there's so much performance already in activism 
and I think it's often unrecognized or it's just it just like existing it's nascent so um, I think to kind of like enliven that and recognize that and think about that and shape that as well was really exciting and yeah thanks for thanks for the chat thank you Harley and thank you the listener for listening to this episode if you found value in this episode please leave a review and if you think you know anyone who would find value in this episode please do share it and please join us next time for another episode in the meantime take care and goodbye